This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all to The Late Show. I am your host, Stephen Colbert, and it is... Check your calendars, because this is the first Friday of 2022. I'm so so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. That's why I showed up. Yeah, Friday. If I'm not happy to be here, I don't show up. That's why on some Fridays, you might notice we don't do a new show. Mm. Because on some Fridays, I just call Chris, and I go, I'm not feeling it, man. And the network goes, whatever you want, chief. Your health and well-being are way more important to us than money. <laughs> but... <laughs> that's the first joke tonight. But... Uh, not everybody is showing up to work these days. According to the most recent jobs reports in November, the number of people quitting jobs hit an all-time high in what is being called the Great Resignation. When reached for comment on the Great Resignation, one economist said, Ask somebody else, I quit. <laughs> This data comes straight, this comes straight and hot from the Bureau of Labor Statistics' latest Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, release. (laughs) Incidentally, if you're jolting yourself to release on the job, you're probably getting fired before you have a chance to resign. (laughs) But, you know, you do you. One sector has been hit hard. Workers particularly quit their jobs in the hospitality industry, which is why robots are filling in staffing shortages at some hotels. That's right. Ruthless killing machines programmed to deliver your luggage to your room. It's RoboHop. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is actually, is actually already happening. Let's see the future of hospitality in action. The robot needs to be trained only once to navigate the lobby and hallways. It even has been adapted to call for an elevator. Once inside, it can press the button for the designated floor. Whoa, whoa, hey, robot, at least buy that elevator dinner first. (laughs) Can we we show that on CBS? I don't know. And it's great at room service. Once it gets to the room, it calls the guest to announce its arrival. Our robot is waiting outside your door. That's not as comforting as you think. (laughs) Our robot is waiting outside your door. You have 10 seconds to comply, or you'll be incinerated and then charged for a minibar Toblerone. (laughs) But some folks, Toblerone fans, who doesn't like chocolate? Got those little jaggy things in it. Some folks actually prefer the inhuman touch. According to the CEO of the robot hospitality company, you don't have to tip it. You don't even have to get dressed for it. Okay, you don't have to, but you really should still put on a robe. 
Just because it's a robot doesn't mean it needs to see what you use to push elevator buttons. <laughs> Going up. Restaurants. Restaurants are also filling their job openings with robots, such as Flippy from Miso Robotics, which uses artificial intelligence sensors, computer vision, and robotic arms to fry fast food. This thing is capable of solving the most complex mathematic calculations, and it's frying fast food. <laughs> it's a scientific breakthrough. They've invented a synthetic grad student. <laughs> and the makers... Yep. The makers of Flippy also make Sippy, a robot machine that automatically dispenses colas and soft drinks. And if you buy them both, the Flippy and Sippy robots combine to form Diabetes Voltron. <laughs> but Sippy the robot... Sippy the robot won't be pouring much of the hard stuff because a lot of people are using the New Year's is an opportunity to take a break from alcohol, a.k.a. dry January. Personally, I'm going to do a third of that. I will not be drinking for the eight hours a day that I'm sleeping. <laughs> but, but... Just for January. <laughs> Over on Twitter, one adult beverage company had a bit of advice. Paps Blue Ribbon posted this actual tweet. Not drinking this January? Try eating ass. <laughs> Yes. Yes, if you miss the refreshing taste of Pap's Blue Ribbon, <laughs> the closest substitute is ass. <laughs> That's why... Mm. <laughs> That's why true connoisseurs call it Pap's Brown Ribbon. <laughs> Sadly, the tweet has since been deleted. Instead, they seem to be playing it safe, and this is true, by tweeting just the word, beer. Or if beer's not available, try Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> of course, companies aren't just promoting themselves here on Earth, and I'll tell you all about the latest in my segment, Space News! Brands in Space Edition! <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming in hot. In our... Very easy, cheap date. In our first piece of orbiting brand news, Amazon's Alexa may soon be going to space. Reminds me of that famous scene from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Open the pod bay doors, Alexa. Playing best of the doors. No, Alexa, no, no. A spokesperson for Amazon says that the device could allow astronauts to obtain real-time data by asking things like, what speed are we going on? What's that alarm that just went off? Remind me what that is. Remind me what that is? How dumb are astronauts? <laughs> Alexa, how many speeds is spaceships doing for? Houston, we have a potato. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa, evidently, could also communicate with Earth to retrieve all sorts of information, such as news, that would help astronauts feel less lonely. Yes, because of this one thing that always cheers me up when I'm feeling down, it's... The news. <laughs> Back here on Earth. News. News. News fan. Back, uh, back Earth side, Omicron continues to rage across the world and is having devastating consequences. For instance, it was recently announced that the Grammy Awards 
have been officially postponed, and I can only imagine that the Latin Grammys have been pospuestos. <laughs> but there is one award show that's still gonna happen, the Golden Globes. Not that you'd know it. They already weren't gonna be televised because NBC yanked the Globes after accusations of racism, sexism, and greed were leveled against the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And NBC will not tolerate racism, sexism, and greed for more than 15 seasons. <laughs> but, but, NBC. But this week, they announced they were further paring down the ceremony this Sunday. The Globes will take place without celebs, press, or audience in attendance. What? How? Huh? <laughs> the Golden Globes without press or celebrities is just a hotel ballroom full of Austrians who love Emily in Paris. <laughs> the <laughs> Austrian jokes. Austrian. People love Austrian jokes. Hey, man, look at it. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association claims that these changes were caused by Omicron, but Variety obtained an email that the Globe sent to several publicists asking their clients to participate in the show, and no celebs have agreed to take part. They couldn't get anyone, even Mel Gibson. <laughs> I can't associate my good name with the Golden Globes. Those people are racists. Speaking of unwise gatherings, yesterday was the first anniversary of the January 6th insurrection, and more and more of these traitor Joes are facing trial. I'll tell you all about the latest in tonight's seditionist roundup roundup. These bad hombres are unstable. First up on the Kalud Ranch is Buffalo native and guy who's just hang out in the bushes, officer. No law against that. Tom Sibick. Sipic is facing multiple felony charges, mainly from assaulting Capitol Police Officer Michael Fanon. He's still awaiting trial, but this past week, he asked a federal judge to allow him to use dating apps. <laughs> His dating app of choice, OKKKCupid. <laughs> Next up... Sure. Why not? Next up in the chicken coup is Florida native Jeffrey Register, seen here asking a raccoon in a dumpster, hey, are you gonna finish that? <laughs> Register, again, his last name is Register, stormed the Capitol on January 6th, and then a few weeks later sent a text to his dad saying, maybe when this is all said and done, the government will provide me with a bumper sticker to give you that says, proud parent of a Capitol insurrectionist. <laughs> Would you settle for... My kid is on the dishonor roll. <laughs> After... <laughs> After sending the text, the FBI contacted Register, and he lied to them and tried to cover up his texts and social media activity by doing a factory reset on his phone. Uh, that's not how it works, buddy. <laughs> you already sent the text. It's like saying, I know there's video of me burning down the orphanage, but if I did that, how come my gasoline can is totally empty? <laughs> Last up at the not-okay corral is Pennsylvania rioter and Dollar General Justin Bieber. <laughs> Leonard Ridge. Ridge is 20, so he's one of the youngest defendants in the Capitol riot. So Ridge's lawyers argued the judge should be more lenient because he spent his senior year in virtual learning and he missed out on Senior Spirit Day, the senior year picnic, and prom. He may have missed out on prom, 
but the theme of the insurrection was enchantment under the siege. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, meanwhile. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Podshow listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. You know, folks, I spent a lot of time standing right over there combing through the day's stories to find and erect for you the finest Grecian news columns, adorning them with the most up-to-the-minute bas-relief and then I impart my most topical teachings to be absorbed by eager, sponge-like minds in the August Athenian Academy that is my monologue. But sometimes, just sometimes, folks, I come to in a dried-out baby pool in an abandoned ranch I won in a Russian roulette game <laughs> off the coast of Mozambique. <laughs> I gather tumbleweeds, and I lash them together with some twine I found at a dumpster by a burned-out rest stop. Then I shotgun a hot monster energy drink and chew a maca root as I hallucinate through the night in the vagrant's hot box yurt of news that is my segment. Meanwhile... It's your friend. It's your old friend, Meanwhile, folks. It's your old friend. Meanwhile, in Las Vegas, singer Jason Derulo fought two men after one of them called him Usher. <laughs> Jimmy, let's go to the tape. Hey, Usher! Why you slap him? Why you slap him? Why you slap him? Why you slap him? Wow, I haven't seen Jason Derulo that angry since someone reminded him he was in Cats. <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of disrespected cats, a cat has been reunited with its family after being mistakenly donated to a thrift store. The family donated a recliner to a thrift store, but their family cat was tucked inside the chair, <laughs> hiding. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that was a pretty tense reunion with the cat. Hey, we're, we're so happy to have you back. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, sorry we donated you to that thrift store. I'm sure it was an honest mistake. Anyway, I'm gonna go sit in the middle of the carpet out in the open in full view of everyone until you're asleep. Then I'm gonna put my butthole on your mouth. <laughs> Honest mistake. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nicolas Cage says, Don't call me an actor. We don't. <laughs> he does have a preference, though, saying, Call me a thespian. Not doing that either. Meanwhile, in crime news, Florida authorities said they found cocaine and methamphetamine wrapped around a man's penis during a traffic stop. 
but the man denied the drugs were his. You gotta admire the balls. <laughs> also, penis. How do you deny that? Officer, I'm just holding this for a friend's penis. That is not a picture of the man's penis, by the way. <laughs> Meanwhile, a 90-day fiancé star has retired from selling her farts after a heart attack scare. I'm... I'm sorry. Was that random jumble of words a sentence? I think I'm having a stroke, and I don't even sell my farts. <laughs> Apparently, before her retirement from the scene, the 90-day fiancé contestant, Stephanie Motto, had been capturing her emissions in jars and selling them, and at the peak was earning more than $50,000 a week selling her farts. That's a lot of cheddar just for cutting the cheese. <laughs> so, very proud, so proud. Somebody's little girl. And evidently, and I did not know this, and that's on me, one can buy farts in jars. <laughs> of course, I only find about this after the holidays. I gave my staff jean jackets. <laughs> but Motto is pulling her days of breaking wind for profit behind her after she was rushed to a hospital with chest pains she feared were symptoms of a heart attack, only to be told that her pain was the result of her steady diet of gas-inducing beans and eggs. How'd that conversation go? Uh, Miss Motto, are there any recent lifestyle changes? Oh, just the usual, you know, work stress, not sleeping great. Oh, and I've been pounding eggs and beans so I can jar my farts for cash. <laughs> so it's probably the sleeping thing, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, a woman was forced to isolate with a man she just met on Tinder after the pair both tested positive for COVID when they were together in what some are calling an Omicron rom-con. <laughs> my favorite respiratory illness-based romantic comedy since You've Got MERS! <laughs> Coming up, Tom Hanks takes the cold air questionnaire. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we got to spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods, too, by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right. We're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best things about doing the show is getting to talk to all sorts of fascinating people. It's way more fun than yelling interview questions out my window at strangers. 
But lately, I've found myself craving a, a deeper connection that you get from most celebrity interviews. Less, tell me about your latest project, and more, tell me how your adult self would be a disappointment to you as a child. By the way, don't get me started. Which is why we here at The Late Show have been carefully crafting a set of questions specifically designed to dig deep and reveal my guest's truest self. It's called the Colbert Questionnaire. We made a graphic and everything. And in only 15 questions, it covers the full spectrum of the human experience, everything from spirituality and the nature of fear to important stuff like sandwiches. So I want to kick it off by administering this scientifically invalid test to a few scientifically proven celebrities. I mean, nobody that big, your Hankses, your Streeps, your Clooney's. First up, Tom Hanks. Before we go to the questionnaire, I asked Tom to discuss how he really feels about celebrity interviews. Tom, thanks so much for being here yet again. I'm surprised your hair hasn't grown out. Now, well, every, every day it gets a little better. Now, Tom, I'm going to take a, a little sidestep right here. I don't know if you, are you a Dick Cavett fan? Did you watch oh, Dick? Look, I, grew up, I grew up watching Dick so, Cavett, you, you bet. I just, I like to watch Dick every so often. I've got to know him over the years. And I think he's a great model for interviewing. And I just watched an interview he did with Lee Marvin years ago. And I, I want to ask you a question that he asked Lee Marvin that I just saw. How do you feel about interviews? Because you're, well, you're the best at them, Tom. Like everybody, it's proverbial in, in late night that everybody just wants to see the word Hanks up on their board. Like, okay, I don't have to do anything tonight. Tom Hanks is going to be here. But it's not what you do for a living. Everything's up there on the screen. I mean, that's how you've trained yourself for your life. Does it ever bother you that you have to come talk about the thing that you spent all that time making? Just go see the movie. Why do I have to tell anybody? Yeah. Well, look, I, I wish Lee. I wish I had the intimidation factor that I'm sure Lee Marvin had. Yeah. Don't you think that Dick Cavett was a little bit of afraid that that Lee Marvin was just going to, you know, loosen his tie and and kick his butt right there on TV? I think he was, he was smoking camel. I think he was smoking camel straights the whole time too. It looked like an unbelievable. <laughs> Did he did he sit in the chair like this with a cigarette on it? You know, I saw him. I saw him on uh, uh, the Johnny Carson show many many years ago, and Johnny Carson said not to not to mix up our. Okay, so I'm on. I'm on Stephen Colbert. We're talking about Dick Cavett, and I'm pulling up a Johnny Carson story. Who Cavett wrote that, for? But go ahead. He did for a while, and also Jerry Lewis, the Jerry Lewis talk show, briefly that sure. was from the Hollywood Palace. Anyway, um, uh, 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 Lee Marvin said uh, Dick Cavett said. Uh, Jimmy Fountain, no. Johnny Carson said to, to Lee Marble, you're, you're a war hero. You got, uh, you got a medal. You got a medal in World War II. And he said, Johnny, I, Johnny, I can't do it. I can't get done. Johnny, I was not a war hero. I got, I got shot in the ass. And as, as I was sitting there bleeding, and I looked down on the beach and I saw a war hero. I saw a war hero. I saw a, a beach master that was guiding in landing craft with red flags under enemy fire on the beach at Iwo Jima. That man was a war hero. And that man was Sergeant Bob Keisham. You know who Bob Keisham is? Captain Kangaroo? Captain Kangaroo. The guy who we wow. grew up with as Captain Kangaroo was a sergeant in the Marine Corps who guided in landing craft during the invasion of Iwo Jima. Holy now, cow. That would actually, if I was going to be on the Dick Cavett show with him, you know, like, you know, like if we were all on the same, sure. same thing. The question about Iwo Jima would be the third thing I would ask him, because I'd actually like to know first who was the voice of Mr. Moose 
And really, could grandfather clock actually talk like that? That those mm. would be the questions. I'd, then question I'd get I would to, ask is: When the train came around past the silo oh, full of Rice Krispies, why didn't it fill it up every time? Because that's what I was waiting for every morning before I went to school. You know, was, we needed to we needed to have mystery in our lives, my friend. Otherwise, we would have grown up thinking that there was a simple answer to all of life's problems. You're always fascinating to talk to. I'd love to ask you a million questions. But I can't. So I've distilled everything possibly worth knowing about a person down to 15 simple questions. Tom Hanks, are you ready for the Colbert questionnaire? Hit it. Tom Hanks, what is the best sandwich? Uh, ham, ham, ham on Swiss, no, no tomato, lettuce and mustard. What's one thing that you own that you really should throw out? Uh, uh, One of those typewriters? Because you got two. I happen to know you have two right now. Hell no. Hell no. You never throw away a typewriter. I have too, I have too much stationery. I can throw in a couple of old notebooks. What's the scariest animal, Tom? Uh, that would be uh, a, a type of worm that lives in the sand of beaches of Australia. I'll send you a picture. It'll haunt your dreams. What, what happens? Well, they, they're these things, and they come up, and they have these heads that if you look at them close, they honestly look like something that, that the Mandalorian has to, have to flee from on a, uh, out of, a, out of the, on Tatooine. Apples or oranges? I'm going to go with oranges. You know you can't put peanut butter on an orange, right? You can put peanut butter on a slice of apple. Well, that's, that's not why I eat fruit. I don't view fruit as a peanut butter delivery system. Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? Uh, y- yes. Would you mind sharing who that is? Uh, it was, uh, uh, I, I thought when the very first time I ever went to a baseball game when I was seven years old, I thought it would be very easy just to go down to the to the Giants Giants clubhouse of Candlestick Park, explained to everybody around me that I wanted Willie Mays's autograph, and I just crawled out to the edge and stuck my head over the side and waved a piece of paper and a pen that Willie Mays would be. Oh well, of course, kid. During the game, I thought that because I'd seen too many TV shows where, uh, and uh, we weren't even allowed even up close, so I didn't get the I didn't get the autograph, but I wanted it. What do you think happens when we die? I think we get to race automobiles. I think we get to put on crash helmets and beat A.J. Foyt. Favorite action movie? Uh, The Dirty Dozen. That's what Lee Marvin was talking to Cavett about. The Dirty Dozen. That's, I'm not you. That's literally what Marvin was talking to Cavett about in the interview. And and because Cavett said, do you, you were in war. Do you, no, how no, do you feel true. about the depiction of war in movies? Some people say the Dirty Dozen. So that gives you a, a snapshot into the 60s. Some people thought that that glorified war in a way that really shouldn't be you know, sort of advertised on the screen. And he said, yeah. no, nah, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> because he uh, has... Uh, film is really about uh, putting the team together and the training that we yeah. did. Uh, parachuting yeah. into the... Uh, into the yeah, castle yeah. or the palace or whatever it was. And all yeah. of that was just, uh, that was the second half that we paid off so the audience could ex- enjoy the first half because they knew that was coming. 
It's always goes, good to kill Nazis, Dick. <laughs> Nothing wrong with killing Nazi generals. I always find exactly. that a good source of good source of family entertainment. Exactly. I saw the I. I saw the Dirty Dozen on a black and white TV in pan and scan with commercials on it, and you could not have convinced me that it was not the greatest motion picture ever made. Pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. But he goes, good movie. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, nobody wants to see the real thing. <laughs> That's what he said. How about that? He goes, How about that? Goes, nobody wants to go to a newsreel. Okay, so <laughs> lead, a favorite smell. Favorite smell. Vanilla. Exercise worth it? Yes. Flat. <laughs> you tell. You Come tell on. me. Come on, man. Let me let me tighten my sweater. Check out check out this trunk. Come on, look at that trunk. Wow. Yeah, thank you for a man of your core, height, baby. It's it's the core. Flat or sparkling? Uh, sparkling. Let's have a party. Most used app on your phone. Uh, I'm going to say the camera because I, I I got rid of a bunch of apps. Does that? Oh, I'm, saying, I'm going to ask the judges. That is a does that uh, qualify as an app? Is that an app? That's a that is, is that is a capability okay. of your phone, not an app. I'll I'll go to TuneIn Radio because I can listen to any radio station in the world. Dig it. You get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? I'm going to say uh, our lips are sealed by the Go Go's. What did I do? You did what nothing. Did do? You did nothing, but I'm just imagining it forever. It's a fine. No one, I'm second to none in my love of Belinda Carlisle. Okay. Jane Weedland, but that's neither here nor there. Of course, sure. Can you hear them? Yes. Talk about us. Sure. Telling lies. That's no surprise. Can you look at them? Look like through them. There's no, they have a secret to it. There's nothing to be revealed. Doesn't matter what they say in the jealous games people play. Our, Our lips, lips are sealed. sealed. That's right. Great, okay, great, I'll go for great, it. Great Eternity. Song. Eternity. Okay. What number am I thinking of? Six. No. Describe the rest of your life in five words. A. Magnificent cavalcade of color. Tom Hanks, everybody. Now you know him. Thank you, Tom. This has been The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Late Show Poncho listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.